this is meant to be a brief introduction to a London Walks guide. I'm Richard Walker and I was born in Liverpool at a very good time because during my teenage years the Beatles were just about to make Liverpool a famous place to come from. And it was a great place. I loved my time growing up there. But by the time I was 19, I was determined to see those far away places with strange sounding names. I decided to go travelling and I set off through Europe. I got to the Mediterranean, worked on yachts and an American millionaire's yacht got me across to the USA to Fort Lauderdale. Six weeks of sanding and painting and varnishing and then we took the yacht down to Miami Beach. Yeah, the millionaire owned a big hotel in Miami Beach. The Fontainebleau. After that, I spent four years in the USA and Canada, travelling around various places. Eventually, in Aspen, I made a good pal. And at the end of the ski season, we decided we'd like to buy a little boat, which would be our accommodation and our transport. Transport that we wouldn't have to pay for. Because, as we frequently told each other, the wind is free. Well, come on, this was the early 70s. So we went off to Southern California, which we thought would offer a great combination of a balmy climate and an availability of suitable seagoing vessels. We found a little boat, a folk boat, 26 feet long, so quite a small wooden sailboat in Marina del Rey in Long Beach. We bought it, took it down to San Diego, and then spent about 18 months working on it and working to save some money as well. Our first trip was three and a half thousand miles, 35 days at sea, down to the Marquesas. And then through the wonderful Polynesian islands, the Tuamotos, Tahiti, Morea, Huahini, Bora Bora. Strangely, after about six months, we decided that the idea of floating around the Pacific for about ten years suddenly didn't seem quite the brilliant idea that we thought it back in San Diego. So instead we headed to the Cook Islands and then down to Auckland, which is where we sold our little boat. We spent a little time working in New Zealand and then Australia, and then headed back to Europe, where David married his girlfriend and went back to Colorado, and I went to drama school, the Weber Douglas Academy of Dramatic Art in South Kensington. When I left, I worked as an actor for nearly 30 years before I discovered a new occupation, and that was tour guiding with London's premier walking tour company, London Walks. The first tour was Jack the Ripper, which I guided for about 15 years, and then came lockdown. And interestingly, it caused me to reassess what I'd been doing. I'd studied half a dozen books about Jack the Ripper before I ever started leading any Jack the Ripper tours because I was terrified that I wouldn't be able to answer the questions that people would ask. And then, during lockdown, I looked at those books again, and books that had come out since. And it made me look at the whole mystery of Jack the Ripper in a new way. During lockdown, I presented the tour online, using Zoom, which worked well, because, of course, I was free to go to every murder site in the order that the murders had happened. That would be impossible in the real world. But online, it was no problem. I just showed images and people sat at home with a cup of tea or a glass of wine while they watched the pictures and listened to me tell the story. But whatever good things there are about communicating online, nothing can replace the experience of the real world. Yeah, and I wanted to get back to guiding people through the streets of London. The more I thought about it, the more I realised that I wanted a completely different approach. 
And one big decision I made was that I had to start where Jack the Ripper started. And that meant starting at Whitechapel Station. Because Jack's first murder was committed right behind Whitechapel Station in Buck's Row. Another decision I made was that I wanted to restrict numbers on each group to a maximum of 12. Now, that's probably enough, except to say that I'm planning on a series of podcasts looking at various aspects surrounding the murders that took place in Whitechapel in 1888. And to help me, I'll dig into some of the books that have influenced me over the years. Donald Rumbelow's The Complete Jack the Ripper, Philip Sugden's The Complete History of Jack the Ripper, Martin Fido's The Crimes, Detection and Death of Jack the Ripper, Trevor Marriott, Jack the Ripper, The 21st Century Investigation, Hallie Brubenholz, The Five, The Untold Lives of the Women Killed by Jack the Ripper, Jack London's The People of the Abyss, The Mammoth Book of Jack the Ripper, and many more. Fortunately, there are no shortage of people who have delved into this infamous and fascinating crime, so there's plenty of material to fill a few podcasts. I hope you'll enjoy them. Well, thank you for listening, and I hope I'll get to meet you on one of my Jack the Ripper tours. Mm-hmm.